No more lockdowns. Britain will treat COVID like flu, says Chris Whitty. This is in the Telegraph. Accepting some virus deaths is price of allowing people to live a whole life, says Chief Medical Officer. Lockdowns are unlikely to be needed again as Britain learns to treat coronavirus like flu, Professor Chris Whitty has said. That's what people have been saying that it is virtually all along. The Chief Medical Officer said that up to 25,000 people die in a bad flu year without anyone noticing and that accepting some COVID deaths will be the price of keeping schools and business open and allowing people to live a whole life. He says this now, after all the death, destruction and suffering that his advising has caused along with his mate, Valence. Professor Whitty, speaking on a Royal School of Medicine webinar, said the government would only be forced to pull the alarm cord if a dangerous variant arrived, against which people had no immunity and which sparked exponential growth. And that's why the variants were invented. Faked. Just like the original fake virus, in fact, with even less evidence than the original fake virus. COVID is not going to go away, he said. You've got to work out what's a rational policy to this. And here I would differentiate quite a lot between a pandemic environment and what you get with seasonal flu. Every year, somewhere between seven and 9,000 citizens die of flu, most of them very elderly. And very few years, you get a bad flu year where 20 to 25,000 die of it. The last time we had that was three years ago and no one noticed it. And where, where did these figures come from? Well, I've talked about that before, but... They come from a test which can't test for the virus giving false positives. And the higher the amplification cycle used for the testing, which I explained what that is in episode 76, then the more cases you get and vice versa. And then people who test positive and die within 28 to 60 days of any other cause are listed as a COVID death. And as I said, you've also got the suicides and you've got the People who did not get treatment or advice who have died, who otherwise would have done and stayed alive. Professor Whitty said it was important to bring COVID deaths as low as possible, but warned that society would not tolerate being locked down to prevent similar numbers of deaths to those from flu. This is why Professor Neil Ferguson and his team at Imperial College London came out with those pathetic computer models just before lockdown was called, saying that 500,000 to a million people could die in Britain, which he then later, very shortly after, revised down to about 20,000, which is the figure that Chris Whitty is citing here for a bad flu year. Those computer models led to lockdown. Society would not tolerate being locked down to prevent similar numbers of deaths to those from flu. So that's why we had those computer models with the ridiculously high numbers, so the society would tolerate the lockdown, and Boris Johnson would, at that time, bounced into calling lockdown. And it's not that he needs to be bounced into it now, but at that time, it would seem that was the case. We want to get as close as we can to zero, says Witty, but the question is, how do you balance that against other priorities, he said. What are people prepared to put up with what we've demonstrated in the last year is we don't need to have flu at all if we don't want to because the things we've done against COVID have led to virtually no influenza because flu has been redesignated COVID-19. That's the bit they don't tell you. If next year we say we can deal with flu, everyone locked down over the winter, I think the medical profession would not make itself popular with the general public. And that's another element to this psychological manipulation is the hero worship of NHS staff, even though hospitals have been empty 
they're going to be a lot more full as people who have not got treatment start to populate the hospitals. And they're going to say, look, there's a new surge of COVID patients and deaths. It's not. It's people who've not got treatment because of the COVID hoax. But to start with, hospitals all over the place in different countries as well were empty because there was no COVID-19. So people were not in hospital for that. And regular appointments were cancelled and hospitalizations for other things were cancelled. So no, why wouldn't they be empty? Witty says, if next year we can say, we say we can deal with flu, everyone locked down over the winter, I think the medical profession will not make itself popular with the general public. We need to work out some balance which actually keeps it at a low level, minimises deaths as best we can, but in a way that the population tolerates through medical countermeasures like vaccines and in due course drugs, which means you can minimise mortality while not maximising the economic and social impacts on our fellow citizens. And they want to, of course mandate vaccines with the vaccine passport and they want to in the end have enforced dragging of the population and of course all the chemicals in water in the water supply that's there already but they want enforced dragging of the population this is what Aldous Huxley talked about because Huxley and Orwell were not just coming up with what they wrote about they knew that was the plan because what we see in on the news and in society is the playing out of a long-planned agenda, as I've said many times. Professor Whitty said, although there would always be more measures that could be put in place to save lives, such as shutting schools and universities or preventing relatives visiting the elderly in care homes, such restrictions prevented people from living a whole life. Isn't it amazing how he did not think this until now? Although, to be fair, in the beginning he was saying, this virus, assuming it exists, is a threat only to a tiny number of people, many of them elderly. But if you have a fake pandemic, the reason it affects the elderly more than anyone is because old people die more frequently in general. Asked by Sir Simon Wesley, Professor of Psychological Medicine at the Institute of Psychiatry, King's College, London, whether lockdowns would be reimposed if cases rose even in local areas, Professor Whitney said, no, I don't think so. Well, we'll have to take that with a massive pinch of salt, just like everything that comes from the UK government. And of course, as he said himself earlier in this article, all they need to do is come up with a new variant and we're back to square one. However, Witty added, society will not tolerate more than a certain number of people before being ill even, even if they know it's going to go away come the spring in an area where we're going to have to pull the alarm cord is if a variant, oh, here we go, of concern comes in that we can see is now back to a situation of unconstrained growth because the immunological response to it is just not there. Boris Johnson has previously vowed that the current unlocking of restrictions is irreversible, and next week the government will determine whether shops can reopen on April 12th as planned. The latest figures from the I'll tell you who decides that the shop owners. If shops countrywide stayed open, then you know the people have the numbers. The latest figures from the Office for National Statistics shows the infections in the community are continuing to fall, dropping 8% in a week. However, Mr Johnson warned last week that cases were rising in Europe and a third wave may spread to Britain from the continent. Latest data from the King's College Zoe symptom tracker app also suggests the R number may now be one or even above in some areas. The ONS warned that cases may be rising in the east of England. The number could be as high as 
you want. It could be 10 if you want 20. It doesn't matter. The case just come from a test that can test for the virus, so it doesn't matter what the number is. The R number could be 100. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It's not measuring anything infective or pathogenic. Measuring a sequence of genetic material and a computer-generated sequence, as I explain in episode 76 and 78. And the next video, by the way, that I'm going to make is going to be all about the sequencing, which is obviously relates to the test. Professor Whitty said it was impossible to prevent variants from coming into the UK. Well, it's quite easy to prevent a variant of something that doesn't exist. But anyway, and it's never been proven to exist. There's not a scientific paper in the world that proves it. And I recommend watching the video paper talk that I did on Podomatic. These videos are all on Podomatic, as well as YouTube and other places. The government has been strongly criticised for keeping the borders open during both lockdowns, even though studies have shown that the vast majority of Britain's cases were imported from countries like Spain and Italy. We have to accept the idea that stopping variants coming to the UK is not a realistic starting point. But you can slow it down, he said. Anyone who believes you can put up some border policy that stops it is misunderstanding the problem completely. While the R is less than 1, which it has been for 2 or 3 months, the new variants don't have much of a foothold. Once we start to open things up, then if a variant comes in, it has the opportunity to spread, and the more cases you import, the quicker the starting point. What we're trying to do is slow it down. Professor Whitty also said that it was sensible to keep an open mind on whether the AstraZeneca vaccine causes blood clots until it was proven otherwise. Isn't it interesting, a point I heard someone make the other day, that we're seeing these adverts on stroke on British TV now. Blood clots are a cause of stroke. Just something people might want to ponder on there. And the enormous number of reported adverse events of this vaccine in in Britain now is astonishing. And the last episode, I believe, was the last, or was it a segment? Anyway, I, I did something on the vaccine. Yeah, it was a, a segment, uh, COVID-19 Vaccine, The End Game, Episode 78 Extract, all about the vaccine. And I recommend, if people have listened to that, but they've not heard other segments I've done on the vaccine, on vaccines in general, to listen to Episode 44, Part 2, and Episode 54, Part 2. And isn't it interesting, you know, if someone has a positive test with a test that can't test for the virus and dies shortly after the test. It's noted down as a COVID death, even though they may have had other underlying causes. When someone has underlying causes but takes a vaccine and dies shortly after, it's the underlying cause. So, Witty says we're going to start treating COVID like flu when there were people calling for that to happen at the start or shortly after this whole thing began. I mean, these you know these people say one thing one day and then something else the next day. They just say whatever suits them. And as Witty said, you know, a new variant, fake variant comes along, we're back to square one. So, these people are playing with people's lives on the basis of nothing. And they must face Nuremberg-type trials for their psychopathic distraction that they've caused.